Hey, it's James Gunn, director of the upcoming film Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and I just want to say that I love the Midnight Movie Cowboys podcast. Michael Rooker and myself love to have a few beers while listening to the newest episode. We're just big fans. So the guys asked me to talk about my favorite movie, and that movie is 1995's Kids, directed by Larry Clark. I just love kids. My love of kids is what motivated me to want to be a director. I thought I was the only one in Hollywood who loved kids, but then I met Kevin Spacey at the Oscars, and he told me he loved kids too. Kevin said I'd be surprised by the amount of Hollywood executives, actors, producers, and directors who are really into kids, including his buddies, Bill Clinton, Bill Gates, and Rob Reiner. My good friend Harry Knowles always said, watching a great movie is like sex. So I just want to say that I love having hot, sloppy sex with kids. all corners of the globe to your ears it's the midnight movie cowboys sometimes informative sometimes controversial but always unpredictable it's the midnight movie cowboys podcast with your hosts hunter john and Stu. and now on with the show Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the midnight movie cowboys joining me uh with his friend John Wick is Mr. Stuart Balk. Say hello, Stu. <laughs> He's about to shoot me for being late. He's right. like, there's no time for. Uh, John Wick is a people. punctual man. He's as a this movie, punctual. uh This movie showed us he's very committed to being on time to things. Yeah, unlike me today. So, yes. <laughs> um, so, uh, and then we have John Grace in the Rocky Mountain High of Colorado. Say hello, John. Hello. And uh, joining us from uh, sunny Florida, we got Mr. Garrow returning. How's it going, Garrow? Feels good to actually not be reviewing a Rob Zombie film. That's mm-hmm. all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say right. that this John Wick 4 is better than any Rob Zombie film? Because that's a uh, yeah. contention. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> For sure. Uh, so yeah, the movie we're talking about is John Wick Chapter Four. Uh, they're calling it John Wick Chapter Four. They're not calling it Chapter Four Baba Yaga, are they? I keep seeing that on the some of the posters, but do they? I'm not exactly I'm not I'm exactly saying. sure about cause Chapter Three was called Parabellum. Mm. You know, no, it's not. It's not called uh, Baba Yaga. They had like a Japanese term, but they said it was uh, too much of a spoiler. So they didn't do a, uh, you know, subtitle under it. So Baba Yaga is just a, a, a character poster and it's like Baba Yaga. Did John Wick chapter no. three even need Parabellum on the title? No, probably not. No, no. I mean, the first, second one was just John Wick too. Mm. you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it was, I think this is the first movie from 2023 I've actually bothered to go to the theater to see. I've been to the theater twice in two Sundays in a row and again this Sunday. So it's uh really what did you yeah. say? So first week I had to sit with my all all the family went because the wife scored stupidly cheap tickets through our um our uh, motor vehicle company. 
So I had to take my youngest son to see Ant-Man and the Wasp and the whatever that title is called mm-hmm. with my 11-year-old, and they all went and saw Scream 6, the rest of them. Um, and actually, I've got to say, I didn't mind that Ant-Man. It was all right. I heard you know, horrible reviews, and I thought, well, it ain't great, but it ain't the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, I mean, it's better Spy than Kids 3D. It's, I like it's... Spy Kids 3D, man. I, I really like it. <laughs> it's the 3D in that film is insane. So it adds a lot to what it's lacking in content. Not as good as Jackass 3D. That's yeah, no, no nothing. Is. Really good 3D. Yeah. Um, and then uh, last Sunday, so that was two Sundays ago. Then last Sunday, uh, I went with the wife, my 16-year-old, my 13-year-old, who got in to see John Wick 4, only because he's six foot and looks like he's about nearly 18. So he's he got in very easily to see that. While the other two boys went and saw um, Shazam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Well, this got Sunday, I've got one more, one more ticket I've got to use. Which I've got to score. It. Uh, can anybody recommend anything to watch? So I've got to cash this in tonight for a Sunday screening. John Wick again? No, I'm uh, seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's tempting, trust me. But uh, I might go see Scream Six, I think, before it goes off theaters. But yeah, yeah, I saw that. If, it was. Okay. If you're down for okay movies, uh, Operation Fortune and uh, Sixty Five are okay. They're yeah. not great. Yeah. They're All right. Really good. But I'll they're try okay. one of those then. They kill the time, you know. Operation Fortune, is it? Yeah, it's the Guy Ritchie movie with Jason Statham and um, some, um, gosh, Hugh Grant. I just saw it yesterday. I'm already forgetting. Operation Fortune, is that what it's called? I thought it was Operation Fortune. Oh, it should have been. That would have been awesome. Deep Web. (laughs) Is Peppy in it? (laughs) (laughs) It's just directed by Anonymous. Beating up memes. That would have been great. Starring Anonymous. Also starring anonymous. The the tagline on the posters feels good, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sending you guys uh, the only. I'm sending you guys something. Just share it on the screen here. I don't know how to do that. That's that's for younger people. If you want to share it, you can. I I I texted. I messaged you. The only reason to see Shazam. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there is a reason to see it. If you check your Facebook messengers. Yes. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a damn good reason. Yeah, that's that's really the only reason. <laughs> um, I haven't seen her on any of the promotional stuff, but I haven't really been paying attention because I don't particularly like Zachary Levi and his constant whining in the press, constantly not moaning. A big Chuck fan. Moaning about everything. Just <laughs> there you go. You know. Yep. Well, yeah. That's all you all can do is complain. Yeah. All I'm thinking is if they're getting rid of Gal Gadot, there's your Wonder Woman. Mm. Yeah. No kidding. No yeah. yeah she'll since I don't think they're since I don't think they're making another Shazam movie. No? No. Oh, this one's tanked, oh, no, isn't it? It? Yeah. It's this one's yeah, it's it's belly flopped uh at the box office. Um, I, I, did it flop harder than it, Black Adam? No, no. I yeah, it flopped bigger than Black Adam. Dang. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's 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 pretty rough. Uh, so with the John Wick movies, are you are do do all of you guys like all the John Wick movies that came before this one? Uh, Garrow, 
Um, I liked the first one. I thought there was potential there. I said, I thought all my criticisms to the first John Wick was, I thought they didn't have enough budget to do what they wanted to do. And I thought chapter two was a bigger version of part one action wise. And I thought they were able to kind of do, and that was what I thought part one would be if they had the budget then. And I liked, but I liked it. I liked part two better. Part three was them just going crazy with the action. And, Mm -hmm. um, and then I liked that even more. And then four was just them being like, fuck it. It's the last one. Let's go fucking crazy. Is it the last Is it the last one, though? We'll get well, to that discussion it's such later. It's a huge hit that now that's in contention. Yeah, the, and they're already, the they're, they're already preparing that Continental TV show. Like they're doing what, a TV show about the Continental. Yeah, did, yeah, you guys stick around, did, did you guys stick around after the end credits? Yeah. 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 I, I just did by chance. Mm-hmm. I said to my, my, family said look the other boys don't get out until 15 minutes after us so we'll just stick around watching credits and the wife's going there's nothing there this season i said there maybe i don't know just something telling me i knew nothing about it. i said something's telling me just stick around and, and sure enough there it was mm-hmm. um, um how, how it ties into uh, maybe a possible part five i don't know but but or spin-off but Stu, Stu, what what were your thoughts on the previous movies okay um Watched the first one when it came out, but I sort of half watched it. I thought, ah, eh, whatever. The dog. It's a stupid premise. It's really, it's really a stupid premise. But I rewatched the first three. I'm sorry, rewatched the first one before I knew I was going to see part four. Really liked it a lot. Um, part two, I like. However, there's a really dead middle section in there where it just goes. I don't like the Italy scent, uh, uh, background at all. It just doesn't do nothing for me. So that was good. It started well. Midsection was dull. Ending was great. Um, and three, I really liked a lot, even though the wife is not a fan of three. I thought it was great. So if I had to rank the film, the first three films at the time before I saw four, it would have been uh, two at the bottom, three, and then one. But then four came along and it changed everything. So I'll get to that later. Uh, John, what about you? Uh, the first two, first one I thought was okay. Second one was uh, a little more fun, uh, bigger action scenes. Um, but I don't really care uh, the world building they do in these movies. Like I think I find it all very silly and comic booky, and um, the old um, Parker, not uh, Richard Stark, Donald Westlake wrote with the outfit and the organization and all that stuff um stuff uh the third one john wick three i thought was a lot of fun uh mainly because most of the action is hand-to-hand fighting it's not a ton of shooting and you know it's like i think there's really only like one huge shootout in the thing most of it's just hand-to-hand fighting and it was pretty good the action and it is um what they did is they developed an interesting gallows humor with the fight scenes where it's like there's the axe over in the corner and you're while the fight is going on, you're wondering, is he going to pick up the axe? It looks like the fight's over. Yeah, he picks up the axe and throws it anyway. You know, it's that sort of that sort of joke that people who are fight scene aficionados really get into. But I thought uh, three was very, very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I remember when John Wick, when I saw the trailers for it, I thought this movie looks really stupid. 
like who would go see i i just remember having like a i'm not gonna see this reaction and then andrew farmer of all people was like have you seen john wick yet and i went no you know wasn't really playing and he goes you have to see it like go watch it he goes you will love it and uh i watched it and i really enjoyed it um and then i saw part two in the theater and I thought that one was about on par. Like you said, it's bigger, Garo. I don't like Common in the film. I'm not a fan of him. Mm. Um, but uh, but other than that, it was pretty good. I thought part three was a blast. I think that's my favorite one of the series. Uh, you know, they just, they really upped the ante with the fights. And, you know, it's the only Hollywood movie to put the guys from the raid in there and actually use them. J.J. <laughs> uh, Abrams, I'm looking at yeah, you. strange, that. <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, but I, I'm with you, John, about the world building. I think it's a little bit much and it's sort of, I don't, it kind of, that's the only thing about these movies where I'm like, I don't, it doesn't, it's going to, they're trying to turn it into a, a Marvel type thing where they're going to spin off all these characters and stuff. And it doesn't, I, I, I'm not sure these movies are going to like, I don't think people want a movie that's about Lawrence Fishburne's character, you know? People Man, like they don't Keanu. want a movie with Ian McShane reciting rules. <laughs> no, like like it gets it it does get really caught up in the ritual of the table and all that stuff. And yeah. and you know that stuff's neat, but like the 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 stuff I keep hearing about, they want to do a movie with this character and this character. I really think Keanu is the the center of this. That as much as they, I think they they trying they're trying to pull it back from him. Uh, but I think that they're trying to, you know, get movies, spinoffs and stuff. And, you know, I don't I'm, that doesn't particularly excite me or interest me. You know, I got a, a question. It's about- yeah, it's very Dungeons and Dragons with this stuff, I think, with this all. Uh, yeah. Oh, this rule and that rule and the coin and the meaning. And no, this is an old rule. We're pulling out. Yeah. It's just like- right. I got a question which I pondered as I was watching the end credits. I said, is John Wick now the new James Bond? It blows away James Bond. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because imagine if this chapter four was James Bond, No Time to Die, and the open contract. Could you imagine people's heads exploding at this action? But obviously it wasn't. Well, well do you know that um, John Wick chapter four opened up bigger had a bigger opening weekend than No Time to Die. Oh yeah, I can imagine that for sure. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I so, mean, uh, it's like these movies have kind of like they've killed the born identity type movies where you can't do the action like that anymore. People are going to be like, "That fucking sucks." Now we've watched a, watched a bunch of movies which has like long ass takes of Keanu Reeves doing all these moves, and they're just going to be like. Fuck that shit. I don't want a bunch of shaky cam and fucking, um, you know, fast editing. I mean, I think, I think, I think it kills it. I think it kills it. I think yeah. it kills that cinema. It does. I agree. I, um, I've got a confession about this. I knew nothing about the filmmaker, Chad. So you say his last name? Stileski. Stileski. Chad Stileski. Has he, was he done besides the John Wicks? Just John Wicks. Just the John yeah. Wicks. Okay. He yep. was a, he's a stunt guy. You know, he was in uh, Nemesis 2, the Albert Pune film. Uh, he was the, yeah. Well, we talked about it on the, on an episode mm. of the show. Yeah. Uh, I think it was just John and I, but 
Uh, we talked a lot about him in that episode because he comes, but he's he's a stunt person. Like he's been around a while, mm-hmm. but uh, he, now now he, he John Wick Brandon Lee's um, Brandon Lee's stand-in in the Crow. Oh, was he mm-hmm. really? Yeah, that's right. Like he was that's a double, right, yeah. you know, to put. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because he sec- went to the, he was a teacher at the Dan and Asanto School of Martial Arts, uh, in Cali, and um, had trained uh, Brandon, and um, I think he he had a the, about the same physique, so that they picked him to basically be his movement double when was they he were doing, say, you know, was he allowed to say Jeet Kune Do hmm? or just JKD? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if the Jeet Kune Do thing was going on back then. Ridiculous. Um, what do you call it? Rights benching. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, patent trolling. Whatever the hell they're doing right now, right now. Yeah. And the second confession I got to make on this show is that um, <laughs> I'd never seen a Donnie Yen film ever. This oh, is my really? first one ever. <laughs> I actually had to look at this guy and I go because I, I didn't read the cast and nothing. I just knew Keanu. You haven't seen Blade Two? Oh, he's in that. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't played too. He was yeah. Snowman. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then I tell a lie then. Uh, through um, <laughs> mishap. You never He's saw that, that one Highlander movie. Which Highlander one? I don't know the one with the guy from the TV show. Mm, four. I don't know. Yeah, I think he was in one of them. I think four, it's yeah. Adrian Paul and. Four. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it in the movies as well. Okay, so I've seen three now. I've probably seen more. I just haven't paid attention. Did you but... see Star Wars Rogue One? No. No. Okay. He was in that. Did you see? Did you see X Triple X State of the? No, no, the third one. You didn't see that. I haven't seen any of them. Okay. Nope. Just, You're not just making anything. sure. No. Um, because <laughs> yeah. I was looking at the guy. Like I said, I, I read no cast, nothing. Just new counter Reeves. That was it. Did you and, see well, Shanghai Nights? No. Okay. But I was sitting there going, "Is this guy Donnie Yen or is it somebody else?" I didn't know until the end credits came along, and I go. Wow, I fucking know this guy now. He is unreal. <laughs> John and I met him. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, wow. Nice. Back yeah. in the 90s. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. How long has he been around for? Oh, a long time. Long time. He Probably. was in uh, Once Upon a Time in China, too, right? Uh, yeah, but he's been around like even, was... even like in the 80s. John, he goes John... back to the 80s. He uh, was a champion in America. Yeah. Yeah. Did he have something to do with the Huey brothers, John, or am I mistaken? No. Um, he uh he was sort of like I think he was courted by the Shaw brothers in the mid eighties when he was a Wushu champ or tournament champ or whatever. He would do an Eagle Claw form. And mm-hmm. like Cynthia Rothrock would win doing those type of forms in tournaments. And um he went to China and then he went to Hong Kong. He was courted by the Shaw brothers, and I think he was in talks with uh, La Carlung about doing a remake of the one arm boxer where he'd have like interchangeable mechanical arms or something in ancient China, which sounded oh, cool. like a pretty cool idea. But in the end, he signed with uh, the Yun clan and did uh, match couples and drunken Tai Chi, I think is the title. It's sort of a drunken master redo with uh, Donnie. And, um, and then he did in the line of duty for the witness, then did Tiger Cage and did some cop action films for D&B. There are actually it's still his best work. You know, choreography mm. and action was. Yeah. So, and um... then uh, he kind of had his in and out. Like when Garrow and I were taught, had interviewed him and um, met him, he was uh, kind of doing his opinions, like his favors for uh, indie producers and stuff. He was, um, and I found out many years later that he was getting burnout on the end at that time. 
because he was just doing like cheap Wang Jing movies that never made money. Um, the movies in the Philippines that nobody heard about. So, uh, and then I, he was in Hollywood and worked on Blade Two and some other films. He almost gave up, and I guess he got a phone call to come and try and, and develop a Yip Man movie, and that became the Yip Man series that made him a huge star. Okay, obviously I've not seen those either. All right. Let's get into it. John Wick 4. How fucking good is this movie? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is John Wick, uh, The Warriors. Actually, it's John Wick uh, for, uh, you know, like letterboxed people, I guess, because there's so many movie references in it. Mm. Um, like they do the the um, Lawrence of Arabia cut where he blows the match out and you cut to the desert sunrise. Mm-hmm. Or there's the warriors with like the DJ, the lady's mouth, mm-hmm. uh, telling every all the assassins where John Wick is, and he's got to fight his way to that location, like which Coney I thought Island. was, I thought it was very cool to do that. Um, I thought it it seemed to be paying homage to a video game called Hotline Miami at one point. Have you played no, this? No, 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 no. Uh, no, actually, I read an interview where they said it wasn't Hotline Miami. It was another game that was like that. I called Hong Kong Massacre. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hong Kong Massacre. Well, that's yep. going. I'm going. That's going on my Steam wish list. I guess. <laughs> um, Hong Kong Massacre. I'm looking this up. This sounds awesome. John John's been playing some video games. He's been playing like Sifu and stuff. So. Uh huh. Oh yeah, the Hong Kong massacre. Yeah, my son's been more into that than I have. I haven't turned on the PlayStation. Hang on, this, this is the same John who goes, months. "Ah, video games for idiots. Ah, if you're playing video games past the age of eighteen, you're a loser." Ah, <laughs> right. Well, uh, I, gave, I gave up on movies. <laughs> movies pissed me <laughs> off. <laughs> so, Ho- yeah. Hong Kong massacre looks basically like it looks just like Hotline Miami, <laughs> like. Yeah. Um, but and another thing that adds to the hotline Miami-ness is that synth, that like kind of ominous synthwave soundtrack that pulsates through the action scenes. Like the hotline Miami is just dripping with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll have to I'll have to play some Hong Kong Massacre. I like those top-down shooters that are just really intense, where you get like you you have to kind of memorize the level and like go through and clean the place out in one false move and you're dead. You know. Now this film could have used as a Carpenter Brute score. God's sake, get that man onto the next John Wick film. Yeah, I want this soundtrack. The soundtrack was really good. Do, do have the other movies? Did they have kind of that synthwave style vibe going with the soundtrack? Do you all remember? I don't remember. Don't think so. Yeah. I don't think the second one did. No. Yeah, that seemed like songs. that was kind of new, but I could be wrong. Mm. Um. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it's also much longer than the other ones. I don't remember the other ones being like two and a half hours. I was going to ask you, no. what do you think of the two hour fifty minute running time? I was, at I first, didn't notice I thought, it. At first, I thought, oh Christ, going to sit through a nearly three hour film. Yeah, you don't notice it. It goes by that fast. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I'll, I'll say I do kind of wish it was shorter, but at the same time, like it, it is a pretty brisk pace, you know. Um. Uh, it does it it does use up that time very well. So to keep the action going for nearly three hours is ridiculous how they've done it. I've never yeah. seen nothing like it. 
yeah i mean if and, and if you look at like just the japanese japan sequence i mean that thing is probably that whole sequence when it actually starts to when it ends is probably it's got to be close to 30 minutes it is yeah yeah it's I very it's the action set pieces are if you took those out and you took out all the stuff in between you'd still have quite a long film mm-hmm. you know <laughs> I mean, it's just, they just, when I've, I've heard people saying that <laughs> they take their girlfriends to the movie and they're like, do these action scenes ever stop? It's like, they, they, they don't, they don't, they're not into it as much as us guys are. No, not a life. Well, yeah, I mean, the thing about it is the movies are just like a procession of violence. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think one reason people like them is they don't really breathe for long enough to, um, there to be anything kind of like uh there's no like political crap shoved in there no there's nothing where it's trying to socially engineer you or program you somehow it's just it's it's kind of we're just it's just action and violence the whole way through in other words disney doesn't have their hands on it i think that's one reason these are popular it's just almost three hours of toxic masculinity, is yeah, what it is. Yeah, exactly. Really is. Isn't it funny? But, um, Sorry, Hannah, know, I just need to raise this point real quick. Um, isn't it funny that two highest grossing films, say for Avatar, which is always going to make money, two highest grossing films of the last, say, six to eight months were Top Gun Maverick and John Wick 4. Mm-hmm. And what are they? just covered in toxic masculinity throughout the whole film <laughs> well and and like you know i know um i i've seen some people kind of complain that uh you know john wick it's like it's like well like it's all we get you know in terms of this kind of movie Good. um and who, who that we should be getting more stuff like this um but yeah it's that these movies do really well because there's such a absence of it that whenever people get something like this that isn't trying to socially program them and you know do these mind control type things on the audience it's it's exciting you know and i know people go oh you know top guns like jingoistic military propaganda whatever i don't care um well did you see i i just saw an article talking about what you were just saying that obama barack obama just had like dinner with like uh, or got, had a get together in Los Angeles with uh, uh, the guy who plays Creed. What's his name? Um, uh, oh, uh, Michael B. Jordan. B. Jordan. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, the 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 Chinese guy and the big homo who did uh, everything <laughs> everywhere all at once. Um, oh yeah, Daniel Kwan. Daniel Kwan is his name. Yeah, yeah, and some other of like Hollywood people. And it's like, yep, he's probably just going there to be like, you've got to put more trans people in your movies and. And and make all the kids want to cut their genitalia off. Can you do that? Can you put that in your next movie, please? Like we did with Michael. Yeah. Um, speaking, of, Garrow, guess who was in Melbourne two nights ago doing a speaking tour? Um, <laughs> Paul Hogan, Barack Obama. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I feel bad for you. Yeah, I feel yeah. bad for all the. Uh, he said he was in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Are there any like um, bathhouses in Melbourne? Yes, there is actually not far from where he was at. <laughs> there probably, he, probably, he probably had a good time. He probably yeah, I'm picked sure that he did. city specifically for it. Yeah. It was Barry Wade to the St. Kilda bathhouse afterwards, <laughs> which is like a 10-minute drive or some shit from where he was at. 
Yeah, he prob- they probably went there. <laughs> and whoever jacked him off or Bloom is probably dead now, though. You know, you know. Oh way. yeah, shot themselves in the back <laughs> of the head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Suicide. Yeah. Um. What'd you guys think of uh, Scott Adkins in a fat suit? Yeah, fine. It was great. I wonder if him and Donnie Yen... That was one of the highlights of the movie for me. (laughs) I wonder if him and Donnie Yen actually talked about... Because Donnie Yen, back in 2020, did a movie called Enter the Fat Dragon, where he was in fat suit. So I wonder if he was just like, hey, man, I've been there. You know? (laughs) (laughs) And so was uh, Donnie Yen just... I got a strange vibe from from the fat suit when he started throwing kicks and everything, uh, and also with Donnie Yen being blind and doing stuff with his uh, cane and everything. I almost wondered if St- Stahelski was making a statement like, this is what you don't get right about Daredevil in movies and TV, because in the comic books kingpin does all these things the fat guy can't do and like he you know he, he uses martial arts or he's incredibly tough and in movies they never in tv they don't portray it it's just vincent d'onofrio mugging the camera or um who played him in the ben affleck movie he's just like a big strong guy it was uh, ben affleck. uh and, michael um, here they got it was michael it B. was Jordan. michael clark duncan yeah 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 michael clark duncan but, like but a they big, did it with strong muscular guy it, yeah yeah, they had yeah, a, he's not a scene fat guy. Like in the comic book, he's a fat guy who moves fast and strong and everything. And then the way Donnie was doing lean and uh the kicking and punching, like doing Wing Chun and one guy's face and everything. It's like, well, that's more like what I picture Daredevil fights being like, you know, when I read the comic book when I was little, thinking, well, they they'd be like this, you know, they'd be like a Shaw Brothers movie or something. Or Kingpin would be moving really fast, but fat fat people can't move that fast because Back in the 80s, we didn't think, oh, they'd make these fat suits that were somewhat convincing, you know, if there was sort of a mm-hmm. uh, sort of a nod with that stuff. Because I feel like sometimes they do things in these movies to kind of say, this is how this scene should have been done in that film, or this is how they should adopt that comic book. Because I know Stahelski and both, and Keanu Reeves too, they're just geeks for that stuff. Like they even mm-hmm. admitted in interviews. You know, there's all sorts of stuff where you get your inspiration from. Yeah, um... No, I saw some people saying they thought this movie was inspired by Daredevil, and uh, I don't think it is. <laughs> um, no. I, I think it's. No. Uh, I think just it's the fights, just the two action scenes, not the movie. You know, not the actual whole movie or whatever. Isn't right. there a movie called The Blind Swordsman or something that? Is that Is that to yeah. Oh yes, yeah, there. And there's also. Yeah, Blind I was about Fury to bring that up Rucker earlier. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, Blind Fury. Uh no, I was gonna bring that up because I felt like Donnie Yen was kind of doing his Atoichi homage with his character. Mm. Yeah. yeah, somewhat. Somewhat. Um did anybody have any but, gripes uh, about the film at all? It was, well, it was I wanted to short. talk about some of the some of the response <laughs> to what? It was too it short. Was too short. <laughs> it was too three and a half hours. <laughs> I um, wanted more action. <laughs> One one thing I know I saw a lot of pieces talking about how little Keanu talks in this movie, and they were like Keanu Reeves only said this many words. That means he was paid three thousand dollars or something per word. Okay, like, you he got paid by the bullet. The he got paid by the bullet. Why, That's why, what it was? What? 
You got paid by the bullet that he shot. Yeah, I know. It's like bullets. You know, there's more to acting than just talking, right? <laughs> How many fucking like, words did Charles Bronson used to say in Death Wish films? Hardly anything. Hey, Pally. That's it. But all you go see Charles Bronson. Hey, anyway. hey no dice. Well, any any film with Charles Bronson, not Death it, Wish. It, it, it was one of those weird, like, slow Newsday things where it's like, why are we writing articles about how his his sparse dialogue and just felt like very odd to something to complain about or point John Wick's out. very popular. Find a story, guys. He, we need to print more about Eastwood it. Eastwood doesn't talk much in the uh, Leon films. Doesn't sure. speak much. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, did y'all see that Clint's... Uh, gearing up for his next film his last one is it yeah i saw that and uh david zaslov is coping and seething over it you know at warner brothers can't believe that uh clint got another movie greenlit after he was like we don't we don't you, what do you mean you you let a guy do a personal project what do you what what, what what's wrong <laughs> with you clint who 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 is this guy and Clint said, "Get out of here!" God, this like just the the dumbest studio, Warner Brothers. Just how the mighty have fallen, I tell you. Run by just the goofiest people, putting James Gunn in charge of DC. What are they thinking? They'll be bought by Universal in about three years, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's they're flailing at this point. Um, so any gripes any legitimate ones the length <laughs> too long for you I, I yeah. ser- oh. seriously it's like yeah I think when you get into the like I pointed out I don't like the world building stuff and there's a lot of that in between the action scenes and a, lo- a lot of that stuff could have been cut I was just looking at it going this could lose about a minute this could lose another minute this you know this doesn't do anything for me I don't I don't like oh Ian McShane is so cool I'm not a fan and uh, just hearing him do his routine is tiresome, and um, Ken is not saying much. And also, there's no, there's no uh, real motivation in this film for Wick. He's just fighting to survive, and I guess he's fighting with this old rule to free himself. And you know, and you end up with the ending you have anyway. So, like, mm. what's the point? And um, whereas, at least in the first film, I mean, with the dog, you know, shooting of the dog revenge. Uh, that's the lamest John. That's the lamest story. Oh, I shot the puppy. Yeah, it's an awful act, but based on a real incident, believe it or not. Did you know it was based on a real incident? No, I only found this out recently. Marcus Luttrell, the guy from Lone Survivor, the Navy SEAL, uh, I guess he had bought a dog and kept it in his front yard, and some teens drove by and shot it. And he chased them through four counties and caught up with them and did a citizen's arrest. Supposedly, that's that's the legend that the okay. screenwriter read about that story and then did the John Wick screenplay from that incident. But mm-hmm. yeah, it is it is really silly. But um, I the thing is, when you're stretching that into films where it's just really about what Wick is in defiance of the rules of this underground secret club of assassins and escaping, and it's just an excuse and a setup for a bunch of action scenes, which works for the third one just great for me. But uh, with this one, it was a little trying with the uh, running time. Well, that's why you know, like, I was kind of like, saying it. The stuff in Paris where they're going around in a circle that like all that's all CGI stuff. That's kind of what I don't really want in these movies. And that, that gets a little annoying. And in the third film, my only gripe was the scenes with the dogs and Halle Berry and it's all CGI dogs and everything. I mean, it has to be. 
But um, but it's a little silly. Uh, no, no, that was all real good. dogs. That that was all real <laughs> dogs that they used in the third one. Now, the real dogs. One dude, I'd some... have to go back and watch it again. Yeah. Now the fourth one, they had a little bit of CGI with the dog, like when it was when it was jumping on the car. Yeah, yeah. The nobody guy. His uh, his yeah. dog going around. Did yeah, um, uh, he got um, hit by a car? I mean, you're not going to stage that anyway. You're not going to have a stunt dog that's going to be able to do all that stuff. Honey, yeah. you were saying. What I was going to say is that that I said I felt like John Wick. This one's kind of pulling back from him a little bit, and I think it's because like the motivation is running thin. It's because yeah. the. Um, the you know we've kind of forgotten why all this happened in the first place uh because it's you know four movies ago and he's now at this point it's just about these rules and regulations um and uh you know i i did feel that like i was kind of losing the why for for john wick watching it this time um now i'm not complaining i'm getting a lot of great action scenes um, but, but I, I'm, I, I'm in agreement with John that there is, it's, it's kind of losing that momentum and, uh, that, that roundabout scene. And, uh, I, I also felt that that was a little bit, okay, we're getting into Looney Tunes territory. Like John Wick endures like three life ending injuries. <laughs> during that. that was where I was kind of going. Okay. But minor complaints overall. I got, a, I got know. a cue for that. Suspend disbelief and then just enjoy the action. That's it. It did that. That's oh, the sure. thing. Did did have that really cool shot with him in the car and just driving around them and <laughs> and having a shootout with them, which was which yeah. wasn't CGI because I've actually seen them actually uh, uh, training Keanu to do that and all that. So it was it was uh, that was pretty impressive. Yeah. Sure. Did you no, have any complaints, Garo? What? Did you have any complaints? No. I, I had so much fun in this movie. I saw it twice in the past week. Um, and the 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 two and in the time, the length of it, I didn't have any problem with it either time. Did you find more in the second viewing that you missed in the first one? Um, the one thing I noticed the second time I saw it was the Japanese girl. I think she was being doubled for about half of the fight. Okay. Yeah. She just yeah. looks good. She was. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't notice it the first time I saw it. Yeah, it was actually time. doubled more in this one. And I mean, I can see why he's getting old. Yeah. Yeah. He's still pretty good bloody shape for 56 or 57, what he is. I mean, uh... I think he's 58. I might be wrong. Or 58. Oh, there you go. But, uh... Um, but oh, you, you, you're getting older. I know you, you, you're not going to be able to move that great, you know, no matter how good your training is. But what mm. he does do, he has a, for just an actor, he's really for that stuff. Oh, and, sure. uh, but I could tell when they went and, uh, you know, you didn't see his face. So that's that's when you're double. Who could do a lot of stuff that Keanu can't at his age. So I get it. Yeah. And I'm not really complaining. I don't really care about the whole stunt double thing that much yeah. anyway. No. Um, so the, the guy who played Lance Reddick, sorry, Hannah, he the one who died before filming, after, during. No, he after. died like a week ago. He died last week. week. Or yeah. Was that all? Yeah. 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 yeah okay, I, I was thinking that maybe he was killed off in the film for the reason that he was killed off. He, he died during production. 
they they knew he was gonna die. They uh, you know. Oh, he was ill. They, yes. they oh, did a okay. secret no, they had, blood no, they had test a clairvoyant on, on set. And <laughs> they they had Madame Cleo come on the set, and they said just for the sake of our world building, so we don't end up with something wrong. They said, "Can you do?" Uh, a, a reading and she said that Lance Reddick was going to die in her thick Caribbean accent. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, so they and, were like, and then, all right, Lance. And they said, go. how they said, how is he going to die? And, they, and she went like this. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> For all the podcasts, you said, I, I gestured getting a shot just so you know, <laughs> the one thing Kara's in favor of. Yeah. But no, that was he. He wasn't very old. He was like sixty-eight. I mean, not sixty-eight, sixty. Sixty, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, but yeah, when I saw him in the movie, I was like, yeah. oh, that's sad. And then he got killed, and I was like, well, I guess they. It's the uh, opposite of the Last Jedi, where they backed, they didn't back the wrong horse there. <laughs> <laughs> you kill, kill off all the actors who. <laughs> Except the one who dies in real life. <laughs> yeah. But, so we're jumping about the timeline here, but we've seen it all and we all know how it finishes. So is there a number five? And if there is no number five, my next question is, do we get a video game of this? Is there a video game of this at all? There is. There's already one. I think there's, there's one. I think they were working on another one. Yeah, they got another one they're working on. Because the other one was like a strategy game, I think. Yeah, you would like map out your moves ahead of time. So it probably wasn't the kind of thing you show your coins and uh, you have the rule rule book and you show your coins and all that boring shit. Yes, it is is the Dungeons and Dragons John Wick. It it is the Dungeons and Dragons John Wick game. Uh, Yeah. But it's probably not... It's probably not the kind of thing you want from a John Wick game. You yeah. might want something closer to Max Payne meets Sifu. <laughs> you know, meets Stranglehold, yeah. like first-person shooter or something. Mm. Stranglehold, yeah, the, John the type Wu. of stuff John Carpenter plays all day instead of working. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> Let the man play video games in peace. Stop acting, asking him to make a movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't want him making more movies. <laughs> huh? Hasn't he done enough for you in his lifetime? You want more movies? Uh, he gave, yeah, he, he gave, quit doing anything for me after about 1988, I think, 89. He gave you memoirs of an invisible good. man. What more can he give you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he he went out on a... He, well, actually, no, I forgot about the ward. I was going to say he went out on a banger, Ghosts of Mars, baby. But <laughs> yeah, That would have been better than the ward. <laughs> yeah, the ward wasn't very good. Um, no, yeah. He's the word was like, uh, okay, maybe you should stay gone. You know, stay home and watch X Hamster and play video games. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, I think they're gonna do some spinoffs and stuff. Um, but uh, keep going without me. I just gotta take care of something real quick, fellas. Okay. Right. Well, uh, what did we think of? Um... Donnie Yen in this film was he well used? Was he underused? I think he was handled great. I think this is his best American role, um, which is easy to do because most of the American movies 
don't use him well. Like I thought he was severely underused in the Star Wars movie. Um, just awfully underused. Um, I thought he was he he was great at the acting. Like his character was really good. I mean, now people are just like really want a spinoff movie with him, which is great. You mm. know, um, I think by how good he was in this movie, I think it opens him up to getting better roles in America than he had been offered before. Finally. And uh, yeah, so I I I, I think they re- they used him really great. I mean, every time they bring in someone uh, into these movies for that reason, for fights and characters, um, they they usually end up looking really great so it, and it really worked well for uh donnie in this one john uh i think he looked better in this than he's looked in any of his uh chinese mainland chinese stuff of the last 20 years because i'm not i'm not like in the yip man movies which have made him kind of famous he's not the most impressive martial artist in any of those films that's the funny thing um so i would say he he looks the best here uh, he hasn't looked that good since his Hong Kong movies of maybe the early nineties. Cause I don't think, um, I don't even think he knows his best, you know, his best way to look on film. I think the Stahelski's stunt group, I forget what they're called. Um, is it eighty eight eleven Garo or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. 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 I figured he should take some of those guys back with him to China and have them supervise some of his action scenes in his next film. And let's see how they turn out. So because they seem someone, to know how to film him better than he knows how to film himself. So, so. for someone like myself who wants to know, watch a Donnie Yen film, which one can you recommend that shows off his martial arts skills the best? Tiger in the Cage line of duty for the witness. Which one is and it? In yeah. Tiger Cage. In the line two. of duty for Tiger Cage Two. Um and mismatch right. couples. Uh, mismatch couples. <laughs> yes. These Hong, are Hong Kong, Kong, Hong Kong films are they? Yeah. Yeah, Hong Kong. Uh, those are all Hong Kong movies. Yeah. He's never looked that great in the mainland Chinese stuff because by the time he broke through, it's like Yip Man. He was already kind of past, way past his prime, you know, for martial arts movies, you know, in, in those years. It's kind of like Jackie Chan getting big in America after Rumble in the Bronx, and he's already too old, <laughs> you know. Yeah. What was the movie Fearless? Was that him? That was Jet Li. Oh, Jet Li. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because actually, at the start, I was thinking, oh. Is this Jet Lee? Doesn't really look like him though, because uh, again, no. I didn't know who it was until I... Jet. I think is almost retired. I think he's almost really? he's quietly almost semi retired. Yeah, yeah. The last movie he was in was uh, Mulan, which was had, also had Donnie Yen in it. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Jet okay. Lee's Jet Lee's kind of done. I think he quietly retired, and he said he'd wanted to. Uh, supposedly, he had some illness. That was the rumor, and oh, wow. he just didn't really feel like working it. Hmm. Okay. Uh, what else can we say about this film? There's a lot in there to unpack. Well, I thought I thought the movie looked beautiful. It was the cinematography oh, yeah. in this movie, the lighting, everything looked great. Like this is probably going to be the most the best looking movie that comes out this year. And of course, the gay ass Oscars won't nominate it for anything. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I mean, the movie was like just. I mean, it was gorgeous to look at. Like it, the the compositions and everything. I mean, just A plus. Yeah. Garrett, yeah. you realize if Ian McShane and Lance Reddick had played a gay couple running Continental, if they made that explicit, yep. kind of imply it. Guaranteed Oscar attention right there. Yep. But it's actually just probably one of if you're if you're going by just pure action, I think this is probably 
one of the best action movies that's ever came out in America. Oh, that's that's the thing I wanted to bring up. There's a lot, a lot of contention going around that people are saying this is the greatest action film of all time. And I want to wait till Hunter yeah. comes back for that because I want to get mm-hmm. his take on it because um, this is still fresh. It's only been out a week or so. So people are still really hyped up from having seen it or seen, in Gareth's case, seen it twice. Um, so how do we feel about this film in, say, five years' time? Will it still be that? Um, it dep- I'll tell you, it, it, it'll all depend on what comes after it. Not of course. Before it. I, mean, I mean, you look at it and can you think of like any American movie where you were like, oh, I want to go back and watch it so I can watch the action scenes. You know, you always did it with Hong Kong movies all the time. That's a you good know? point. That's a good point you raised because I was going to bring up um, Hard Boiled, which is obviously yeah. a Hong Kong film. And that's a film you can watch over and over for the insane action in it but it is not an american film yeah and but you do that all the time with hong kong movies you don't do it for american films american films you you rewatch the movies because you like the characters and the story and the action is just kind of mostly generic in most of these american movies um and like john and i have been waiting forever for american filmmakers to do what uh Keanu and, and Chad did with the John Wick series, which yeah. is long takes and all that. We've been waiting for that forever, and it's finally, you know, come along. You know, so this is what we thought John Woo would do over here. This is what we all John Woo would make these type of movies, and he never did. You was know, that because he was watered ham- down? John was he hamstrung by the yeah, um, they, by the system? MPAA was on him, and they wouldn't let him. You know do this type of stuff that's ridiculous well you know it's funny because john woo just directed a new american movie and uh the action team that is behind it is the same as the the john wick stunt team is it really okay yeah yeah so so who knows maybe john woo might make a good film again who knows like bullet train which that team no 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 like the the best movie they did outside of of uh, the John Wick series is is Nobody, which I thought was a really fun action film, and I think yeah, it, it was has, a fun, fun time killer. Yeah, and I think that has the potential if Universal treats it right and lets the filmmakers do what they want to do and gives them a bigger budget. I think that could be Universal's John Wick series if they treat it with. The same kind of kid gloves that Lionsgate treated John Wick. Yeah, mm. they're probably talking about that right now. I'm sure after yeah. the box office results of John Wick Four. Yep. Do we know what it's grossed so far? I think it's like 150 million worldwide so far. Hmm. Sis. No, I think yeah. it's actually more than that. Now. And the budget on it? It was 100 million. Okay. And every dollar was up on the screen. One of the few movies. Yeah, you that's true. That Hmm. I'd like to know what Keanu was paid for this. I think fifteen million. Is that that's pretty modest, really? Mm-hmm. That's pretty modest. And for all the work he does, I think he gets it, points maybe. too, and he gets a producer fee and all sorts of stuff. He makes bank on this. Oh, Apparently, good. he gave everybody on the crew. He gave everybody on the crew a Rolex. Jesus, a Scott interview. I There's yeah. a video circulating as well of him actually just uh, packing shit up with the crew at the end of the day. Which is um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I heard he's like that. He's a nice guy. Mm. Nobody complains about working with him except Matthew Perry, because I guess they were competing for the same girls at uh, nightclubs in the eighties. Like Matthew Perry's the only guy in Hollywood who hates him. Yeah, 
and it's at 157 million so far worldwide. Okay. Wow. I really thought it would be a bit more than that. Probably about 250, 300. But well, it's you know it's only opened I think in about a quarter of the worldwide markets. So um, is that all? Every market, yeah, and 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 every market it's opened up, it's opened up like 50, oh, at least fifty percent bigger than John Wick Three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's oh, and there's another thing about the action scenes too, um, because it's something that Garrow, I'm sure, remembers very well. Is back in the early '90s when we were just going crazy for all this stuff, getting it on videotape or laserdisc. Mm-hmm. They always said Jackie Jackie Chan, if you make some movie over here, he has to make the fight short because Americans won't watch long action scenes. <laughs> that was actually the philosophy back then. Well, that's been blown out. Like, no, he can't do these. And in rush hour, you'll notice the fights are way too short. He almost does barely nothing. You could have had anybody in that role and almost had the same film. It's yeah. funny you you watch John in John Wick Chapter Four. That whole Japanese the 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 Jet Japan section feels like the end of a movie. Like it's that big, yeah. and that's only the first action scene. Yeah, and it's like true. Yep. You know it, and it it's just and you know it's funny is you would hear from these stunt people all the time where they'll be like, oh man, the fight scenes were much better in the movie, but the director, the cinematographer, the editor, they fucked it all up up in post and all that. And now you finally have a stuntman going and giving free reign to do what he wants. And we're seeing what they can do. You know, it's it's impressive. And it has been the short-sightedness of directors, right? Uh, cinematographers and editors for the most part. These, these films are basically... You'd have a film, an action film, which have, say, one, maybe two action set pieces everyone's talking about. The John Wick films are basically, that's all they are, is action set pieces. You know, it's basically like a collage of the the best ones you possibly get out there, strongly that was well, a film. Well, they, I heard, I heard uh, Ch- Chad and, and uh, Keanu, what they do is, like, they say the movie usually opens last in Japan, so they go to Japan to do the press and everything, and they say they get together... And they just write what they want to do, what they think would be cool to do in the next movie. And they just have a list of that. And then they write the script based on that. <laughs> it's a good idea. It's certainly bloody working. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, the whole I staircase mean... scene or where he's going up the steps in uh, Paris and it's like a Roadrunner cartoon brought to life. Oh, like it he's, is. It's the coyote. He goes up and he falls. And it's like, that was the highlight of the movie for me. It's like I thought that that whole sequence was fantastic. Who was the um? There's somebody in there I saw the name in the credits. I thought, shit, didn't even recognize him. And who was some of the other people in this film? Um, um Lawrence Fishburne. No, no, no. Um, uh, Hiroyuki uh, Sonata. Yeah, who were Hiroyuki Sonata? Uh, um, was Pennywise the clown? The stars yeah, running the kid. yeah. No, there was somebody else I knew there from something else. Yeah. I just although I thought that role might have been intended for Van Damme originally. Oh, seriously. I really thought that (laughs) might have been intended for Van Damme, and then they changed it when they just hired Scar like Van Damme didn't want to do it for whatever reason. Mm Because it really felt like he was such a Euro trash little French guy performance that I was like, God, they must have intended this for uh you know, somebody like Van Damme. You know, because I could see him and John Wick having a final duel and it would be an elaborate thing. Did you mean did you mean um uh, Clancy Brown? Clancy Brown, that was it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah Sahelski is gonna do a Highlander remake. So I could Oh like, no way. That's he, why he's serious? Yeah, he's yeah, he's got the option to do it. Oh and please it's gonna it's do supposed it. 
it's supposed to star um superman um what's his name um henry cavill henry cavill yeah uh, that could work yeah mm-hmm. that could work and he's also working on uh an adaption of uh the sony playstation game ghost of tsushima which is a great game great game and i i'm I'm, i can't wait to see what he does with it um because it's a great samurai game where you can choose to be like fight samurais or go in like a ninja and Mm -hmm. and it's and it's great it's a fantastic game and he's also doing a sequel he's also attached to a sequel of that of the uh the michael b jordan uh Tom Clancy movie, he's attached to direct the sequel to that. The, the only thing I'm worried about is burnout. He's going to get attached to this, 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 this. I'd rather him focus on one Highlander, please, <laughs> and um, and not get too distracted I'm, with other projects. I'm going for Ghost of Shima. That's the one I'm I'm putting my money on. Mm, I'm a big Highlander fan. I mean, I even I even like two as much as I dread saying that. I I do like it. It's got um, <laughs> yeah. I thought I really like Michael Ironside in the second one, so um, it helps. But the whole, you know, the whole planet shit is just. Ugh. But um, and Endgame I like as well. Highlander Four, I enjoyed that. I saw that in the theaters with Donnie Yen. Yeah, yeah, but again, I just didn't pay attention. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, I tell you what, John Wick Chapter Four is fantastic. Unlike the Kevin Smith cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I read that story. I thought that's gotta be a it's gotta be a wind up. It can't be real. Who the fuck would go on a cruise with Kevin Smith and Jason Muse? Cucks. In this even this, yeah. in 2023 or 24 yeah, cucks, and bulls. That's that seems to be the most <laughs> going there. A bunch of bulls knowing there's gonna be a bunch of cucks there, then and the bulls can fuck the cucks' wives. So that's it. That's so that's when you get in your cabin, much. there'll be a gag ball and a yeah, yeah. copy of Clerks Three to watch, and yeah. <laughs> John's like, I. I have to wonder, does like... he still have the same fandom that he had back in the nineties? That's why I asked. Completely different. People, I, I don't you know? think he does, because I mean, we're talking what since yeah. Clerks Morat's chasing Amy, what ninety seven that was. They're 25, 26 yeah. years older in age. I don't know about mentally, but in age they are. And we were all fans, right. and now we sure. don't like them. Yeah. No. Yeah, I can't stand him. So. Yeah, well, we can go by yeah. Clerks Three. How bad it was! Um, yeah, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. It was really, really, really bad. Yeah, and I used to like. I used to love his movies. I used to fucking love them, and now it's. Ugh. What would be the last one you watched where you said, "Wow, I really thought that was great"? Maybe no. Jane's, Jane, the Jane Silent Bob movie. I think that maybe that Strike Back. Or the one from, or, or is it Clerks Two? Because I like Clerks Two. Yeah, it might yeah. be Clerks Two. Let me okay. hold on. Let me look up his the IMDb. Of not, not Red, Smith. not Red State. No, I hated. Not, not Cop Out. <laughs> not Cop Out. No, I despise Cop Out. Yeah, that's what brought on Bruce Willis to movie that, uh, Got me into podcasting. <laughs> oh, is it really? Well, it was a silver lining. Yeah, tour, because. Me and what's his name were having like a heated discussion about the movie because he loved it and I hated it. So and he thought, hey, you know, we should actually record shows of us talking uh, about about Johnny Run. John. (laughs) It sounds like your old boss. I'm trying. John. I think you're wrong. (laughs) I was watching Hoogie and But uh, but yeah, we did first class. Uh, X Men First Class is our first uh, show we did after seeing the movie. 
then you know we go over to the radio station and record a podcast and if and if you're right then who dies oh we're gonna eat him. <laughs> I'm going to slow cook Hoogie into a burrito. I'm going to put <laughs> him in the I was probably thinking cooker. I shouldn't have come back at the wrong time. Yeah, I, I cook we've, for reached a the, day. we've reached the laser craze damaged viewing arc of the show. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was actually just talking about Kevin Smith for a little bit while you were gone. I heard Garrett yeah, John talking was about... Saying, um, John, I, said I heard, he, John said he finally watched Clerks 3 and loved it. Yeah. yeah. And he's booked his seat on the uh, rubber dinghy. I'll never see it. Rescue <laughs> cruise for next year. The uh, Gilligan's Island raft. Yeah. John's so, waiting for Jersey Girl too. That's when he'll come back. I never yeah. saw the first one. <laughs> oh, yes. Got your favorite comedian. And some people think it's his most mature film. <laughs> it was him trying to express some feelings in that regard um you know as opposed to chasing amy which is like his most immature film <laughs> oh yeah it is i would agree with it's, that it's a stupid i haven't movie. seen all of them but that has to be yeah mm. so anyway we brought up the fact of uh is john wick for the greatest action film of all time or a lot of well, people no, going no, around gotta, saying you, that it is yeah let's pull that back you gotta i think it's not the greatest action movie of all time if you're talking worldwide you know movies i mean the that the raid 2 and um the night comes for us i put that above John you like Rick. raid 2 better than one i like one way better yeah i like I, I think the action scenes in part two are just fucking phenomenal even better than part one wow two i yeah. felt just dragged a little bit for maybe half hour too long mm-hmm. um but and it then editing. yeah mm-hmm. but I think we need to square this off into just America. Cut it to just America. That's too easy. It's some low hanging fruit, really. I know. But if you do it from America, then you got to say John Wick chapter. I think chapter three and chapter four are probably the best American action films. Just mm-hmm. for if you're talking pure action. And I know Hunter agrees with me. You know, he just walked away. He couldn't. Yeah. He couldn't disagree. That's yeah. Why. That's, couldn't that's why it. I do that. <laughs> <laughs> about you john um do i think it's the greatest american action film Eh, i don't know um it's the best it's the best one since the third one and i'd say they're probably the best in this century easily for american action films there's no competition there all right what about best worldwide action film then you just gary said ray two is better than this one i actually think the night comes for us I've not seen that. It, yeah, that comes it, for us it, is great. Yeah. Who's that one? It's basically the same it's, team. It's an Indonesian did, film. Oh. It's the same team that did uh, The Raid and Raid 2. Oh, wow. I've got to check it out. Yeah. It's great. Or, I yeah. loved it. Night comes from Yeah, it's just a chase. It's just the whole film is just a chase. That's all it is. And it's loaded with some of the craziest stuff I've seen in years. It's really something else. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. You will actually like watch it and go, you know, you'll be like, I can't believe they just did that. And then a minute later, I can't believe they just did that. Mm-hmm. And then the next next minute you'll be like running out of the room because it's driving you nuts. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you'll be like a you'll be like a 42nd Street guy in the 70s going, Oh shit, I can't believe they just did that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Another thing I was thinking about this film, so I'm trying to do this spoiler free. Um, in terms of sequels, a, f- a four film runs. Can you think of any that have had four films in a row that have been as good of, qu- of quality as each other in any genre? <laughs> the weapons? No. No. I don't even no. think the first no. Lethal Weapon's good. Those have aged so horribly. I hate those. So, Mm. wow, yeah, there's none. Nothing comes to mind, but you know, I might think. I I mean, even horror films. I mean, look at Psychos. I mean, the fourth one's not great. Any genre. There's no. There's no series I can think of that's had four films in a row of high quality as each other. And actually improved in and a lot he, of ways. Yeah, true. Movie. Yeah, yeah, and, he, and gotten better. That's, that's true. That's right. Yeah. Um, Planet of the Apes. There you go. <laughs> He's obviously haven't seen the second one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the second one's not very good. Yeah, the con- uh, Conquest is uh, really good. Beneath, not so much. Ben- yeah, Beneath. Um, yeah, I'm right. not a fan of Escape from the Planet of the Apes. So. You don't like the little, uh, little monkey at the end? Mama, mama, mama. <laughs> there's some yeah. fun stuff in it like yeah. Ricardo Montalban but yeah. it's just not great yeah um, I mean, it's still better than the new ones any of the new ones oh, I mean, at least God, it has yeah. satire yeah. yeah the monster the new ones Hugo have no movies. satire at all they're just dead serious and mean you know monster well, Hugo. Gonna... Monster well you Hugo. guys there you, go. you yeah. guys can answer this I think I found one what about the Peter Sellers Pink Panther movies no nah. No, okay. No. Those, shot in the those dark. improve. Yeah, those they do get better. those get better. And then they end on a bad note with Revenge of the Pink Panther, which isn't great. But I'm saying you only have to go to four, so you'd go Pink Panther, yeah. Shot in the Dark. Yeah, Pink Panther is awful, in my opinion. I, I don't no, like it at all. Pink it's Panther, so slow. Shot in the Dark. Yeah, it's, Inspector it's really Clouseau dull. doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Pink Return of the Pink Panther and Shot in the Dark. That is, those movies improve each time. Uh, you know, uh, I think that series strikes again is great. A lot of people think strikes uh strikes again is is the best series. I mean, you yeah. can even so take it that... if you go from kind of uh, goes at a curve. Even mm-hmm. if you go from if you start with um shot in the dark, just a full film run doesn't have to be from the first one. Just a full film run of anything. Mm-hmm. I still can't think of any. I can't think of the Pink Panthers. I mean, shot in the dark's great. Uh, was one after that? Uh, Return of the Pink Panther. The one from the mid-70s? Um, yeah, that was okay. Uh, I like Ret- that one Return. I like Return that. is after that. Mm. Um, the one with Alan Arkin is not canon. We don't we don't talk about that one. Is that by you or just in general? Yeah, it doesn't count. No, it's in general. Like, nobody involved. It was just the same production company, but nobody involved in the Edward Sellers ones had anything yeah. to do with it. I mean, even take Star Wars. Although the Edward Sellers did grab the screenwriter, they used the screenwriter for the next ones, which I thought was odd. It's like, how often does that? Oh happen? yeah, that's true. So you take, for instance, Star Wars. You got Episode Four, Five was obviously the best one. I think we all agree on that. It's one of the best ones. Six, yeah. Return of the Jedi is a, it's it's okay. Then you go back to Episode One, Phantom Menace. Uh-huh. Yeah. You could say Star Trek, I guess. Some, the original Star Trek movies, 
Would you say that? Like, but everybody loves the second one, or they love the fourth one. But I think the second one is aged better for most of the fans. And yeah. then don't people not don't like the third one? Since the third one, like considered, I think it's just kind of there. It's, it's like a, it's a, yeah, it's just one, there. Literally, mm-hmm. that yeah. thing about the Star Trek films, the odd numbers being the, you know, the lesser is true. If you really look at them, mm-hmm. one is one yeah, is it's fine. Three, three I like. Five is eh. Uh, what's seven generations? That's the one I really liked a lot. I really yeah, that one's controversial. Some people don't like. Yeah, it, it is because you got the two crews, but I I like generations quite a bit. But, well, yeah, actually, I think I found another one. Um, you can't say the Rob wait, Zombie I'm, one because it's only three. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm thinking how many Mission Impossibles have they been since uh, Ghost Protocol? Has it only been three? Three uh, of those. There's Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, and um, Fallout. Fallout, and then we're getting those other two. Okay, so we have to wait to see how those turn out. So they might actually go one yeah. more than than uh, than John Wick. If the are they as good are as are they as good as the John Wick films? So no, yeah, no. but they are good. But they're a good good series. Okay, yeah, a good run. All right, solid movie. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, anything else we can give without spoiling this film for people who haven't seen it? I want to say that I think uh, Chad and Keanu are the new Bert and Hal Needham. I just want to say that. There you go. Saying that right now. (laughs) Yeah. All right. How about we rate the John Wick films from least to favorite? Um, Hunter. Well, I'll go first because I was gone for a little bit. My favorite is John Wick 3. Um, John Wick four. Then I, I I'm gonna tentatively say two, then one. Mm-hmm. But I need to go back and watch one and two again because you know I haven't seen them since they were out. So oh, you didn't do a catch up of all three before part four. Well, I, I remembered what happened well enough. You know, okay. I never, I've never started a John Wick movie and felt lost. Um, so I didn't really feel the need to binge watch them beforehand, but I'm, I'm going to go back and watch them again. Um, and so that could change, but I put one at the bottom just because uh, the action has just gotten better. But I think three is my favorite. I really like that one. Uh, Gara? Um, I remember feeling total bliss the whole time you know um four and three are very close for me very close but i'm giving it to four Mm -hmm. then three then two then one okay john uh keep in mind i've only seen them all of them i've only seen once in the theater that's it uh but i'm going by that criteria and remembering my uh, how much I enjoyed the different ones, I would say three, four, two, one. All right. I'm going to go at the top four. I'm going to go three, and then one, and then two at the bottom. Again, only for that midsection of part two where it just dragged. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. now I want everyone to name their favorite fight scene from any of the films fuck Um, i i really like the big finale in 
John Wick three. That's yeah. what I think of when I think of that. The the fight with the dudes from the raid and then him versus Mark Dacascos. Mm-hmm. Like it just it just kept ratcheting up. It's just insane. It's just fucking crazy. And it was yeah. funny. Like like I liked the dudes from the raid going like it's a pleasure, Mr. Wick. Like, you know, those kind of little like respect moments in the middle of the fight. We didn't really get any of that in part four, but that's that's fine. You don't need to belabor the bit. But uh but yeah, that that sequence is a big standout. I love I did a moment that brought the house down in John Wick four is the falling down the stairs. Just as far as a stunt goes, that was cool. Um, I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those are the those are the standouts for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Hunter. That the end one in three was insane. Not to discredit anything in part four at all. But um, yeah, I really liked the uh, Japanese continental shootout. That was really cool. Um, Chad Stileski really likes people crashing into glass display cases. Yes, that's, that's something he really enjoys. <laughs> if and three didn't really tell you enjoys, that enough, yeah, he enjoys shootouts at raves where it takes everybody like five to ten minutes to figure out that there's a shootout going on in the rave. <laughs> That was yeah, that was strange. Things. Yeah, it was yeah, people just getting shot left, right, and center. There's people just still dancing at the rave, and oh yeah, yeah. And eventually they catch on, but it takes a while. But I seem to remember there being a scene like that in John Wick too, as well. But what I was I was um speaking to my one of my son one of my sons about that, and he goes, "Dad, they're so blitz that I don't know or care anyway." This yeah. for the rave. Yeah, I thought that that yeah, I was just I it didn't strike me as unusual. I was like, all these people are out of their minds on ecstasy and <laughs> yeah. cocaine, you know? Yeah. That's all right. So that was actually uh, so, a bit. So John, what was your favorite? Uh, uh I would say the uh, fight with the raid guys in uh, part three, where they're complimenting them, is hilarious and exciting mm-hmm. at the same time. And and then the subsequent fight with uh, Dacascos is great. Like that's part three kind of rules the roost for that type of action that I dig. And um, probably second would be the stair sequence in part four. It's pretty mm-hmm. amazing. Like well, I was, I was just giggling like an idiot the whole time. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'm, that was I'm a at... big, big, exciting well, sequence. Well, my favorite is also in part three, but not the one you guys are saying. I love, absolutely love, the scene where he's in like this weapon museum, and then they just start smashing the windows, and there's yes! knives everywhere. Yes! <laughs> And it just keeps going and it gets more outlandish and I'm more outlandish and more violent and more over the top. And it is just, every time I watch it, it gives me an action boner. I get, I just, yeah, I, that, I that, love it. that's a deep cut. That's a really good sequence. Um, I, yeah. I, I, the moment you said that it just all came flooding back and I was like, yeah, that scene was killer. Yeah. Cause I, I showed that scene to my girlfriend because she's like, oh, do you like your John Wick movie? And I'm like, I fucking loved it. I go, let me just show you something. And I show it to her. And she's like, Jesus Christ, that's fucking insane. And I'm like, yeah, you should watch all the movies. <laughs> They're insane yeah. movies. Great. Part one just seemed like it was a a one shoot. It was just a one off. And oh, we'll see how we mm-hmm. go. But once they got the two, they knew they were going to start making an arc out of this. Mm-hmm. Hence why we got the part two. And... It becomes basically an open contract on John Wick. Then you know you got 
more films to to make from it. Yeah, I look at one as the offshoot and two, three, and four as the trilogy. Mm. Like, you know, it's like, because yeah. I don't think, because remember, John, the first John Wick was about ready to go to straight to home video. It wasn't supposed yeah. to come out in theaters. And then they guess they test screened it and they're like, hey, it's testing pretty good. Um, so they decided to take a chance on it. And it did decently. The first one did decently. Nothing great, but it did decently. But it really blew up when it hit streaming and home video. And so yeah. they're like, hmm. and that was one where word of mouth really spread yeah. on it. Cause again, like somebody came to me and converted me to John Wick, you know? Mm. Yeah. Normies really like it. It's not necessarily a movie geek thing. Like normal, like normie viewers love these movies. Yeah. <laughs> Particularly if they buy guns. Yeah. Well, it's hard to, it's hard to blame them. I mean, you know, they're just chock full of entertainment start to finish mm. and, I'm... Um, it's that kind of uh, it, it's you know that Asian style influenced action that we like um, that that's makes it exciting to watch it's it's not the kind of Hollywood like you know put the scene together with flashy editing you know mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't and... apologize either you know? no it doesn't no. apologize for enjoying fire firepower you know and guns and showing off <laughs> knives and doesn't apologize do. for being and, masculine either. Nope. Yeah, yeah. Just and they you know. and, and you know, like even like the Mission Impossible movies are kind of guilty of this. Is the the newer ones, uh, the, like the last two, um, they never like have they they never like subvert or neuter or castrate the male hero. You know, um, mm-hmm. he's never kind. He's he, the the main. John Wick is allowed to kick lots of butt and not apologize for it. Whereas like a lot of times, like you have to have kind of a girl sort of, uh, you know, save the day or throw the switch or something has to happen to neuter the male in some way. Uh, even if it's in a sub subtle way, like the, the mission impossible movies are pretty, are not very like overt about it. Um, the way something like I don't know, I'm struggling to think of an example right now. The, you know, like okay, like you, the video game The Last of Us Part Two, like that's probably the most insane example of like we're going to take a dump on our male lead and we're going to punish oh, the viewers. The trailer for Dungeons and Dragons, the new movie. Oh, it's just yeah, oh, that, Michelle that, Rodriguez that. kicking everybody's ass. And yeah, yeah, Chris Pine was, is standing there. That played before. Yeah, oh, and, that, no, and they were talking about how that was deliberate. Um, and these movies don't, and I think that's another reason they're popular is you're not getting all that kind of like, well, you know, we can't have a, a, a male, you know, a normal male lead just be the hero. Like, we, you know, we have to sort we of can subvert have him or cuck him in some way. April O'Neil and the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh my God, she looks <laughs> like a BuzzFeed writer. <laughs> Dude, yeah, and I love how all these people suddenly became uh, scholars on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when that dropped. Well, actually, she was based on Kevin Eastman's girlfriend. Who? Okay, she looks nothing like that. Okay, she just looks like a fat homeless person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's not. I'm sorry. You know, that's at the end of the day, she's you know on a entirely unappealing you know <laughs> like and, and and intentionally unappealing yeah 
like and it's and they do it on purpose so people complain on the internet and they can go oh see how toxic this fan base is and it works every time you know the female ghostbusters was a huge hit runaway success uh as we all know the cowboy bebop uh netflix live action series was a massive hit second season coming very soon um you know if you attack the Uh fan base Charlie's Angels, the, the the reboot. I mean, I think the sequel's coming out any day now. Yeah, Elizabeth yeah. Banks, you know, is yeah. you know, that's her why last she, name is justified. She made bank with that. Really? She made bank <laughs> with Charlie's <laughs> Angels. Exactly. She made bank and big and uh, you know. Meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, like the the man the internet hates the most is Chris Pratt, and that guy is legitimately relentlessly like crapped on on the internet and they're like chris pratt you know a lot of the fans don't think you're good enough to play mario and blah 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 and he's like well we're just gonna do our best job and you know we hope they like the movie who the fuck does he think he is i know what why why aren't you saying that all mario fans are racists and bigots <laughs> and uh the fuck with his you know, church attendance and stuff and marion schwarzenegger's daughter what the what an asshole uh, horrible person but, oh but he's, man. Like, he's like, like a married into a nepo baby jesus christ yeah exactly he's a, he's a kennedy now he's, he's a kennedy <laughs> Look that's, at why, they want to kill him. that's why they want to kill him that's why they want to kill him they want to kill worst him worst one since ted yeah. <laughs> worst one since ted yep but no, it's just I just love that they're trying to bait him to go after the fan base. He just didn't know. Nope, like people say it. horrible stuff about him on the internet all the time. He's like, oh, it's fine. I'm Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm pretty happy. Lord. <laughs> I'm a pretty happy guy. And, you know, I'm not going to do this performative victimhood thing that uh, everybody else seems to be doing. <laughs> because he knows that internet isn't the real world. No, <laughs> unlike most other idiots. No, it, you don't need to start it, like, with a hashtag to before. The drag queens don't kill children type uh, type memes that are going around. Good lord, that's how I know yeah. I got idiots on my Facebook page. Oh boy, yeah, you who's listening right now, I'm talking about you. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. Well, do you guys want to rate John Wick Chapter Four? Can I say one thing about John Wick Chapter the John whole John Wick series as a whole? Is the no. one thing I know. Stop talking. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. No, Gareth. One... No, this is your show. This is your show. You say what you okay. want. We don't censor. The one, the one thing I'm very grateful for in the John Wick series is that they cast Keanu Reeves in the movie and not Alec Baldwin. That's true. <laughs> Good Lord, it'd be a cast of dead people. It'd be like <laughs> Crow types eleven thousand. Jeez. Oh man. Yeah, can you imagine? Terrible. Yeah. Um, I saw people floating this conspiracy theory that he was having an affair with the cinematographer and shot Had her up to, to preserve his <laughs> to preserve his marriage to Hilaria Baldwin, who is the most annoying woman on the planet. By the and way, that rumor saying, was started by Fake Paramount on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I heard AJ Benza. I heard AJ Benza saying that. Oh my like, goodness. It's possible that Alec Baldwin wanted to silence her. And I was like, where are you getting this information? <laughs> That's insane, dude. Alec Baldwin if it fucking was true, killed that her for nuts. a reason. 
<laughs> he's like, he knows how these guns work. He knows how these guns work, you know? <laughs> he was in the getaway. He knows, he knows how they work. <laughs> he, he was, he was, but the he was floating that. He's <laughs> <laughs> going... I don't know, man. When I was doing mysteries and scandals, we had gun training. (laughs) (laughs) If he'd be covering that story on mysteries and scandals, if it was still going, (laughs) is he even a network anymore? No, he does a podcast. No, no, I said if he he does a network anymore. (laughs) Yeah, he does. He yeah, that's true. He does. He does uh, high stakes poker. And. Records podcasts in his bathroom at his hotel. <laughs> All right. You can hear his sister like yelling outside with her family. Hey, uh, yeah. It's just his cooking yeah. dinner. And it's like, and it's like, man, I would never do a podcast this way if I, you know, no. And like, own. what was it? I, I love it when he'll be in the middle of talking and you'll just hear his dog bark and then it cuts off immediately. And he's like, okay, I'm back. Sorry. <laughs> but see, went nuts. <laughs> I, I honestly, that reminds me of probably the, the funniest. Uh, episode you guys did, which was with Johnny Ray Gasta, when he was like out of like a cafe because he needed internet, and all you yes. hear is stuff so he has a the Korean cafe. cafe stealing internet. <laughs> At least he's John, not Johnny Ray Gasta, who's doing probably doing hard time right now for his crimes. At least he's not <laughs> stealing old ladies off the street. <laughs> Better yeah. to steal internet than the old ladies. Oh man, yeah, yeah. we we know how to we'll track them on this fucking show. Yeah, the the prince of piracy is, uh, you know, he's a fallen prince right now. You know, <laughs> his crown has been taken by the state. <laughs> Blew too close to the sun. We've had a, we've had a lot of like criminals on this show, which is kind of disturbing. People who heroin heroin addicted peeping toms, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> piracy king who kidnaps oh, an man. old woman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, guys who get in brawls with street people. <laughs> yeah, he get into he get into two brawls in one night. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was. was, that? was yeah. Well, you can't say. Talking about Colfax with him, man. Oh, dude. really? I, we Did were safe. I didn't know that. Well, yeah, he. I wouldn't say he's a. He just. He's just a. He's just one of these guys that people start stuff with. I don't know what it is. And we were also he's, a, guy who, he's very intimidating looking, so I could see a gang trying to pick a fight with him. And not to mention, like we had a guy who was one of the godfathers of death metal in Florida as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's true. One of the, the guys who invented uh, the entire genre. And we didn't even right. know about it until later. No, afterwards. No, I went and saw Death to All, which was Gene, Ho- Gene Hoagland and Stephen DiGiorgio, a bunch of ex-death people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was telling people that's that I, I was like, I had Matt Olivo on my podcast and I didn't know who he was. And they were like, whoa, like, everybody, yeah. let's talk later. That's awesome. You know? What are we talking about? Was, in, Matt Olivo was like, oh, yeah, I was in death. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but, I thought uh, it was John Hand as a as a pseudonym, under a pseudonym from the first death album. But it wasn't him, it was somebody else. No, he wasn't on the first death record. He said they never cut a record that lineup. Mm. Uh, they just played live. Mm. Um, mm. There's pictures of them together. I've seen pictures of Chuck with the him and Scott Carlson and people like that. Anyway, let's rate right. John Wick chapter four. Uh, Garrow guest goes first. What do you give it? Sorry, guys. 
I have to go for a big 10 0. I'm sorry. Wow. I have to go for it. Wow. 100. 10, 10 oh, you said 10 0. So 100. Yeah. Yes, ten. That's right. Hundred ten oh, zeros. That's I'm giving zero. it. I'm giving it a hundred, dude. I'm going 10. ninety above the the thing. That's how good it is. I have to give it a ten. I mean, I'm just and I'd give the part three a ten too. I think both of them are tens. Mm-hmm. Is there any John Wick film under an eight? I think the first one's like a seven. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. I I give the first two like a seven, but I need to watch them again. You know, yeah. Um, it's been a while, so um, it's yeah, it's been too long. I just got to go back. This, I, something else. this this has put me in the mood to go and binge watch them and kind of see how the series has evolved again. But uh, uh, John, what would you give it? Uh, I give it an eight, and I just had some issues with the story, and I didn't care much for the three, but it's not. That's not a diss. I mean, I'd still recommend if you like action and stunt work and tough guys doing tough shit, go see it. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I give it an eight as well. I I'm I agree with all of your kind of nitpicks, but it's still a great movie. Uh, Stu, what about you? Yeah. Going with Garo ten. Ten. Wow. I can have ten gang rise up. Yeah. Ten all the way. <laughs> Tens versus the eight. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm almost tempted to see it again in theaters. I really am tempted. If I can't find nothing at the theater tonight for the Sunday screening, I'll go with John Wick 4 again. Yeah, I because yeah. they the one thing in America, we have these theaters, the Dolby theaters, mm-hmm. and I fucking love them. They're, the, it always looks great. The, 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 there's subwoofers under the seats and everything. It's, it's fucking awesome. This, and they're... Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah I was, so... It, yeah, so they they were giving up those screens to uh, Dungeons and Dragons this week. So I'm like, gotta see it if I want to see it again. I want to see it in Dolby. So yeah, you know, my my yeah. screening was fucking loud. It was loud, seriously loud, which is fine. I'm not complaining. But um, uh, yeah, and check out Ant Man and the Wasp, whatever it's called the the latest one. It's all right. It's all right. I didn't don't, care for it. Know. Oh, you saw I'm, it? Edit yeah, point. Cut it. this part out. Cut that out right yes. now. Cut that part. <laughs> Mark this. Cut his mic off. Turn his mic off. Turn it off. <laughs> cut. cut the mic. Cut the mic. Hey, I, I didn't Black care. Him Just, Black him out. I had fun with dubbing, that. Dubbing Crocodile Dundee over <laughs> Ant-Man in the Wall. <laughs> yeah, I, I just have a... Uh, a hard like no marvel policy at this point like i just you know do not want to contribute to to them at all um i tried watching doctor strange multiverse of madness on disney plus mm-hmm. and uh i made it like 10 minutes before i turned it off i was just like i hate these characters i hate the way they talk i don't Half of what's going on, I don't know because I don't watch like you know this series and that series and this series. So, but it was yeah. cool to see uh, Michelle Pfeiffer in a film. I've seen it for years and something. Mm-hmm. I just watched her in the Age of Innocence, the Scorsese joint. Oh yeah, yep. and Michael Douglas I... with his earpiece being fed his lines through the earpiece. <laughs> I loved it in Age of Innocence when uh, they do the needle drop of uh, Rolling Stones. 
it's just amazing <laughs> yeah yeah i just thought it yeah. was incredible like when uh when <laughs> gimme shelter starts yeah. playing and yeah yeah Kyle pfeiffer walks into the yeah, room yeah. it's daniel day lewis oh, had access to it right yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on every damn Scorsese from this uh, well you know uh, and there's the scene in Kundun where the Dalai Lama looks up and Mao's walking mm-hmm. towards him and give me shelter play that's it you know yep. that was that what was about intense. when they play the Ronettes when it gets serious when he like you know <laughs> reaches the eightfold path they play the Ronettes right away I was like wow that's yeah. that's, that's risky yeah yeah I tell you Marty's the king yeah when yeah. they play uh, Derek and the Dominoes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when the Layla piano hits. Yeah, oh man, when they when I mean when when I loved it when he used uh Layla when um in silence when finally you see Liam Neeson where you're waiting for him the whole movie and he just comes walking in to the Japanese dojo. Oh man, it's awesome. (laughs) Powerful powerful stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. right, Oh, also I I, I just want to share something like uh, after Hunter saw the movie, you know, I, I love Hunter. He's my favorite film reviewer. And I said, Hunter, after you go see um, John Wick, send me a little mini review of it. And, and he texted me this and I just want to read it. A very violent action pick that keeps you on the edge of your seat and beats you off. This isn't just another action movie. It's one of the best films ever. Wow. Was that my review or Harry Knowles's review? <laughs> you sent me that. I thought I said I now I, have I to had see it. who who wrote that and was it was it about uh, evil? Somebody wrote evil that, but it was about um, it was about some other movie, right? The new Evil Dead. It was the new Evil Dead. That's right. Oh yeah. my gosh! It jerked him yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> It remind yeah, just it. I had I read that and I had flashbacks to Harry Knowles's nightmarish Blade Two review, which <laughs> haunts me to this day. Harry Knowles haunts me to this day. Just looking at him, mm. oh, I swear God. there were guys in in the gym class locker room who were not that disgusting talking about female body parts. That I swear, mm. is Harry Knowles. Harry, he's the king of vulgar talk. But oh, when yeah. you look like that, you, you haven't got many options in life. So, yeah, he's just trying to level up as a Chad. Yeah, <laughs> in his own weird way. <laughs> All right, guys. I, well, the one thing I wonder, the thing I wonder about, like him and Guillermo del Toro were like best friends. I wonder if they're still best friends, or if he was like, uh, "Get away from me." After I, I think Del Toro is a very high society guy in terms of who he. I think he. You know, he makes propaganda films for the oligarchs at this point. Well, speaking of propaganda, there was um a thing going around how Donnie Yen's been sort of uh, vilified on the net because of his stance with the uh, Chinese Communist Party. Well, I mean, yeah, if you're a Chinese thing. actor, writer, director, you have to be um you if you say anything that's not pro-China pro anything your career is done so just and just to give you an illustration of this the ceo of alibaba jack ma one of the rich 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 powerful man made a very light complaint about some chinese policy at a conference he's barely been heard from since um yeah i don't think anybody's seen him (laughs) he's been seen like once 
but he like you know hmm. they they basically you know if they can do that to him they can certainly do it to donnie or any high profile chinese actor so anyway from yeah, now he can't on, wing chun his way out of that shit i yeah. propose that from now on when we refer to donnie yen in future episodes we call him commie yen all right <laughs> that's what i want um, yeah. how about this how we call how about we call him boston donnie boston donnie <laughs> Yeah, Boston Donnie. I know. Donnie yeah, Hindu. I know. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, you know, Donnie Wahlberg would be pissed off because that was his nickname, but, you know, fuck him. Uh, <laughs> I say Donnie Yen's Boston Donnie. <laughs> You'll take Donnie Yen over Donnie Wahlberg any day? Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. <laughs> I mean, everyone's favorite Wahlberg is Marky. You know, everyone knows yeah, that. that's right. Actually, everybody's favorite yeah. Wahlberg is the brother who cooks. What's his name? Oh yeah, Wahlbergers. Yeah, uh, Paul. Yeah, Paul Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, I would guys, love to I see. Run. What I would, what I would love to see is Donnie Yen do a Boston accent in a movie. That's my dream. Yeah. You can, you can He'll train. Do it. it. All right. On All that, right, guys, we will say. On that note, we'll say adios. Yep. Peace out. Later. Bye. And now it's time for Rue Britannia. With your foreign correspondent, the Nez. That will surprise nobody having those who still think that Disney's woke CRTC remake of The Little Mermaid has got legs, and it doesn't. The government's spring budget was unveiled this week with the eagerness of Gary Glitter finally formally being sent back to jail for breaching remission. The usual bulletin points apply beer up, petrol prices up, tax up, and in the words of Kenneth Anger, fags are up. On the plus side, it's free preschool care for children. That's all. With the Tories banking everything on a free-for-all budget next springtime with a general election over 18 months away, lobby hacks were effectively left with the impression that the Tories were somewhat leaving pre-election bribery, all a little bit too late. That said, no matter, Labour could only really effectively fume at the idea of a left-wing government stealing their fiscal clothing. Two main left-wing parties. What is democracy? To quote Henry Ford, you can have any colour you want, so long as it's black. No thanks. Terror. And this year's BBC charitable gash fest come telephone, comic relief, swung back into view with the usual array of Lenten race baiting, Wuxi RGT brawling, low ratings, and even fewer contributions and donations. Based on the US HBO equivalent, comic relief over the last 25 years has lurched from one scandal and crisis to another. This, along the way, effectively knocking out any real noble intent it may have actually ever had since it first started back in 1988. It's all there. Presenters asking viewers not to donate to Africa, on the grounds that Africa doesn't want white saviours, good for them, I just don't want to be one, to allegations of relationships with tobacco companies, and my personal favourite, the charity sits on millions of pounds of donations and contributions annually, and just basically gives money to absolutely just nobody all whatsoever. Given how the charity was created by Richard Curtis, it may well be his unfunniest comedy creation since Love Actually. 
which is to say, fuck him actually. Fun. And the Tory government this week took the decision to ban ministers and civil servants from using the Chinese social media app TikTok after it emerged that the Li Ho folks were using the app as a surveillance device. Frankly, with eyes that wide, I'm just amazed that the Chinese could actually manage to find a way to spy on anybody at all. Anyway, all of this will be a setback for government ministers who enjoyed using TikTok to show off their asses in public, boast of writing poor novels, getting called boasting of faking expenses, and hanging around supermarket car parks in the early hours of the morning with extramarital assignations. The Chinese must have been perplexed. Further notes in passing, Prince William and the Princess of Wales, King Middleton, spent St. Patrick's Day, as usual, visiting the barracks of the Irish Guards. Protocol was adhered to as usual, Shamrock was presented, senior officers punched, squaddies pissed, and a regimental Irish bloodhound that frankly was as usual completely baffled by the whole thing. Same time next year. Royal Mail is referred to a government watchdog for non-performance. It's hardly a surprise. The method of handling packages is to effectively drop packages on the tarmac, kick them around for a couple of hours, and send parcels designed for New Zealand off to Argentina instead. And BBC staffers went out and worked to wheel over plans to close BBC local radio stations. Consequently, news bulletins on TV and radio went off air. And just as equally consequently, the London media's woke level dropped by 50% alone. Nice work. Packs. Thank you for listening to the Midnight Movie Cowboys. For more information, go to www.midnightmoviecowboys.com. For feedback, comments, or show suggestions, go to midnightmoviecowboys at gmail.com. Like what you hear? Head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Hear us on Stitcher Radio. Head over to stitcher.com and download the app. Want to help the show out? Head on over to www.midnightmoviecowboys.com and hit the PayPal donate. We appreciate all donations of any denomination. Find us on Twitter at MMCowboys. Like us on Facebook. Head over to facebook.com Type in Midnight Movie Cowboys. Hit the like button over there. Want to friend us personally on Facebook or follow us on Twitter? Go to www.midnightmoviecowboys.com and find the links from there on the right-hand side. Thanks for listening. See you all next week.